position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to episode number 167 of the Best Links Games Podcast. Happy New Year! Crack Engineer, uh, this is being recorded for you on uh, Saturday, January 6, 2018. 2018 for our sequel friends. 2018, of course, all of you are sequel friends, because you will all be converted. You will all be assimilated. 2018-01-06-1946 p.m. Pacific Coast time. Uh, crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth holding up the whiskey sign. Cheers, Ivor. Happy New Year to you. You're fired. Um, let's get straight to our top stories because we have a bit of stuff to go through this this uh, this first episode of the new year. Uh, first of all, we are vi- speaking for myself and on behalf of. Ivor Molina, you fucking bastard! It's not his fault. I would like to apologize for our last episode, episode number 166, our Game of the Year uh, awards uh, episode. Um, They were very, very drunk. They were very, very disgraceful. 
they were um, not good. They were very not good. That wasn't good. Thank you, Ivor. Thank you for helping me with the, the clip there. Um, and it is entirely my fault. Um, I was very, very drunk. And uh, the best I can say is we can only do what we can here. Uh, and that's not an excuse that I I feel very badly about our drunken horrible game of the year awards episode could have gone better Um, and it's my fault and I'm sorry and I hope over the coming you know I mean it's episode 166 that was last year Um, I can only hope over the coming year to do better at least marginally better in terms of uh, our reportage and uh, stuff because one of the things that I think that gives this podcast its strength is the fact that you can trust me generally speaking within margins and there is a lot of drunken mayhem by the way Ivor Molina holding up the whiskey sign let's have some whiskey Mm. I refuse to have a humorless um, podcast I refuse to I, I repudiate the notion that uh, everything must be stayed and um, I guess sober, I guess um, at least in terms of this this format uh, however, last week's episode was a catastrophe however I was you know I'm as as I'm sure everyone everyone in this country everyone on the planet has been undergoing massive stresses um and uh this New Year's was a very very stressful um period for me and uh many things go out to uh Rachel so I, but I, th- that does not obviate in any way my responsibility for um, for the, you know, drunken, disgraceful blathering for a Game of the Year awards I mean, for any normal podcast, it's fine for our Game of the Year awards we should have done better, we are capable of doing better, we normally do better but uh you know, we can only do what we can and uh, there you go so this is our first show of the New Year's so we're going to tackle a very very um, simple concept, one that lends itself very well to uh, over the air broadcast uh, in terms of description, it's an entirely visual show um, <laughs> that was, that's called radio humor um but anyway, this is our first show of the new year, and this is also uh, one of our last shows prior to AVN coming to Vegas, which means I have to cover AVN, which is like a... It's like... Uh, it's really cool and really horrifying. And one of our shows will land in the middle of AVN if uh, our scheduling 
is correct. So, anyway, we are scrubbing the decks once again. We have no new noteworthies for you, although we would like to talk about Judge, J-Y-D-G-E, which is the new game from 10 Ton Interactive, but we'll do that next week when we need an evergreen, because right now we are focused, we are lean, we are mean, we are... You're right, Ivor. You're right, we need more whiskey. Um, I want to talk to you about the biggest story... I keep looking at the the webcam. It's weird. Because we are not live streaming this one. Um, we are not live streaming it. But we do live stream on a continuous basis on our Twitch stream, our Twitch channel, whatever, twitch.tv uh, slash skookiesprite S-K-O-O-K-I-E-S-P-R-I-T-E Now what we want to talk to you about this week is our feature. So hit him with it, I want. Who do you think? Oh my god. It's the Libyans. The Libyans! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Skooky. The Libyans! It's the Libyans! So this week, the first week of 20, 2018, I almost said 2017, yes, but notice that I did not say it. This first week of 2018, what we would like to do is focus on the biggest story for Best Links Games podcast of 2017, which, apolitically, apart from you know the repeal of net, net neutrality and uh, stuff, go vote... In November, go vote and vote Democratic. God damn it! Just saying. What we want to do is focus on, and whether or not you agree with that, I think we can all agree with the idea that we had a religious experience. And if you've been watching our Twitch stream, which we've now uploaded some clips to, so you can see um cool things that have happened on the, the stream. we played a lot of Endless Sky, a lot of uh, uh, Dead Cells, and we've played some Serious Sam first encounter in VR. Realistically, the biggest news for us, for Best Links Games podcast, has been Serious Sam VR first encounter Third encounter, I don't care about. Second encounter is okay. Um, but first encounter, realistically, what it's been amazing. So I want to talk about this episode, however briefly or at whatever length. Um, I don't want to get into my own game development efforts in terms of VR over the last uh, god it's been I think it's been two years now it's been 18 months at least um I don't want to get into those but Serious Sam first encounter VR brings to the foreground all of the major elements and so I've broken 
of what makes a virtual reality game for the HTC Vive specifically, which means that you have these two controllers that actually immerse you inside of the world. So you're always akimbo in Serious Sam VR. You have two guns in Serious Sam VR. You can shoot behind you. Um, so I want to talk about a Serious Sam controller breakdown. That is our feature this this week. A Serious Sam controller breakdown. Um, and like I said, I've spent time streaming and recording. I've live streamed. It's not as good as I would like it to be because I can't focus on any specific window. There are lots of things that are available to Windows users that are not available yet to Steam VR users. Um, like being able to uh, take away the two. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Bottom line is. Serious Sam VR across the board basically provides a roadmap for the way that I, for one of the ways that I think that virtual reality should be done in the future. Um, both in terms of full room VR, which is not a thing that I think is ready, but desk, you know, like, can you hear that? I'm doing the hula hoop right here in my desk desk chair caliber VR is more than ready as has been demonstrated by Sirius Sam VR Crow Team across the board across all three of their games even though I do not like Sirius Sam 3 um they have mastered this so I want to break down three paradigms But before I do, in terms of like what virtual reality could be in terms of gaming, the three easiest low-hanging fruit, the three easiest design paradigms, (coughs) excuse me, Mm. but before I do that, I want to tell you something that if you haven't watched our Twitch channel, and if you haven't looked at our YouTube channel, and if you haven't gone to www.bestlinuxgames.com and seen the actual YouTube videos that I've, I mean, at great expensive time and effort, have recorded and uploaded um, for posterity, if you haven't seen us actually play Series Sam, VR, the first encounter. It's just the first encounter. Um, The last two weeks, I've been pulling off Bayonetta style, literally Bayonetta caliber shootistry. I mean, like, where, like, once you learn that you can shoot behind you, over your shoulders, underneath your armpits, Oh my goodness, it is fantastic, because it's so much more efficient than turning around, turning all the way the fuck around. But, and that is amazing, by the way. It's amazing. No, it's amazing. And I I don't want to turn off anyone who doesn't uh, actually have access to virtual reality uh, at the moment, but this is this is mature technology. It's almost mature technology. 
um, that is fantastic. Because when you are like actually in a three-dimensional world where you can move with free volition. So, let's talk about three paradigms for virtual reality for 2018 that I am looking forward to. And this first one is a breakdown of the Sirius Sam controller this is Crow Team across the board from Series Sam First Encounter VR, VR First Encounter, Series Sam VR Second Encounter, Series Sam VR, BFE, you know, Third Encounter, or whatever the fuck they call it, which I do not like as much as um, First Encounter, but that's okay. Um, here's the things that make Paradigm One, and I'm calling it Paradigm One because this is the number one uh, paradigm that I've I personally have tried to develop towards in terms of virtual reality I've had no time because I've been working on other things amongst them uh, my side-scrolling platformer which in virtual reality is still a side-scrolling platformer although there is room for virtual reality in a side-scrolling platformer so paradigm the first Paradigm 1 Free movement in a first person shooter world that is rendered in 3D via your your uh, goggles, glasses, headset wherein you can turn your head to see to the right and left of you of course if you can spin around 360 degrees with your own head then uh, your mother's sex cocks in hell um, that means you're you know uh exorcist, poltergeist, etc. So that's probably bad. But free movement in a first person shooter world, what does that mean? For me, it means that, at least in terms of Serious Sam, the first encounter, and go check out the videos of this because it is impressive. You use the, the left on the HTC Vive. That's what we're using here. I'm sorry, I can't speak to other... I'm sure that this technology will get duplicated and generified which I hope is the case because um, it should be sold in Walmart everywhere and once it once it gets once it hits a generic kind of uh, quantification not a quant- uh, once it hits a generic market and you get those price breaks for when it's sold in Walmart then you can start seeing instead of you know 600 bucks which i think is what the vive headset and controller sticks go for you'll start seeing them at you know $300 and then in another which is actually we're right on track for my predictions at the end of last year which is kind of crazy um it's already dropped you know 200 $250 in terms of price but there hasn't been a generic a generic system agnostic type of virtual reality. Mm. And yes, I've been smoking again. I'm sorry. Sue me. It's been a very stressful fucking new year. So, Paradigm the First. You get free movement in a first-person shooter world. Meaning that you have this fully interactive... 3D, coming at you in 3D through the headset world 
But then you have these two sticks that are absolutely telemetrically fucking perfect. On these two sticks, in terms of the HTC Vive, you have two D-pads that are fantastic. They are magnificent. And no other games that I have played, going back to 2016, which was like, uh, I I did a piece for Blasting News in 2016 about... um, Anyway, the bottom line is what you use those two D-pads for in Serious Sam, and this is my preferred way. You have many different ways to play Serious Sam, all three of the Crow Team Serious Sam VR games. What I what I have them configured to do is on my left stick, the left D-pad, I can strafe left and right. That's it. On my right D-pad, on my right stick. Uh, I control forward, I can go forward, I can walk forward, I can move forward, I can go backwards as well. And the left and right sides of that D-pad, without clicking, they make me turn. They actually physically rotate me. They transform, you know, my... if, If you want to talk about sheer geometry, they actually transform my orientation along the, uh, Actually, I guess along the z-axis, because yeah, z is straight down through. So if we're looking for, but anyway, and I can do it fluidly. There are ways that you can do it where you don't do it fluidly, where you do it in clicks, where it goes in forty-five degree angles or whatever type of degree angles that you want. That does not feel like a fucking immersive experience to me. This does take a learning curve. There is a little bit of a learning curve to handle this kind of stuff because at the same time, everywhere I move my hands, my guns are there. I have two guns. I'm akimbo constantly. Which is awesome. Check out the videos. You'll see what I mean. So, that's Paradigm the first. Paradigm the second is the one that I really was hoping to see more of by now. We're talking about the second paradigm is real in-cockpit controls, meaning because I have two hands that are in virtual reality, I want to be able to use two instruments at any time. I want to be able to grab a joystick and a throttle. This is a great example of this, which I have not gone, not been able to get to work, ironically, in Ubuntu, but uh, at least in terms of VR, but is exemplified in Vector 36, I want to be able to be able to steer my craft with one hand in virtual reality by grabbing onto a stick that exists in virtual reality while looking through a cockpit in virtual reality. And my my head orientation does not change where we're going. That just changed what I can see. That just changes what I can see. That just changes, you know, the viewport that I, you know, ah, well, you know, blah. Oh my God, they're coming in behind us. Ah! Then on the on the left stick, I want to be able to grab a throttle control. Then ancillary to this, I want to be able to use the D-pads and the other and uh, auxiliary buttons alongside of the 
The HTC Vive controls are very, very well designed. They have uh, buttons that are on the sides. They have a central trigger. They have the D-pad, which can be remapped as well. The D-pad can be split into four buttons or six buttons, if you wish. It can be diagonals or whatever. These are technologies that I have yet to see be used, but so let's, let's say in our left stick, we grab the throttle in our virtual reality world so we punch it. We push forward. Okay, cool. We're still steering with our virtual reality stick in our right hand and we're steering the ship. Then, I want to be able to cycle through targets using the D-pad uh, on either one of those uh, control surfaces. And then I also want to be able to use the main trigger to fire, of course, you know, blah, 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 blah. But that is in-cockpit virtual reality, which is really cool because then if I take my hand off of the control, if I take my hand off the joystick, for instance, in virtual reality, inside of my virtual ship, I can then reach over to my left and punch up the shields or, you know, change the, you know, energy settings. Very easy things to do if you hotkey the D-pad. These are things that have not been done and that I think will be done hopefully in 2018 because that is total immersive realism and there is nothing as good as the uh, controlled there's nothing as challenging and as low hanging fruit as inside of the cockpit um, wing commander, x-plane tie fighter um, x-wing alliance uh, etc shit like this should be done. It should be done already. Um, War Thunder. War Thunder should be a pioneer in this. War Thunder has been very, very good at pioneering you know, blah. X-Plane less so in terms of Linux but X-Plane 11 blah. I want to be able to fly helicopters using my pedals. I have can you hear them? I want to be able to fly my helicopters in X-Plane 11 with my pedals in virtual reality so that I look left, I look right, I look up, I look down. That's all dynamic. Then I want to be able to actually grab the stick with in virtual reality. That's the coolest thing about the HTC Vive. So that is Paradigm 2. Yeah, D-pads for ancillary aspect of control surfaces, target selection, cycling when uh, cycling which on stick roll by the way roll six degrees of control for roll I want to be able to roll if I'm grabbing the stick I want to be able to roll I want to be able to turn the stick so they control the roll of a spacecraft you know um, pitch up and down fine well we I move my, 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 my stick forward and backwards you know I pull up pull down Push down, you know, blah. Roll, okay, fine. Well, we roll, you know, blah. Throttle, throttle down. That's my left, my left hand. This is all stuff that is totally achievable now. I mean, not just totally achievable. It is fucking. We are on the cusp of this. This is 2018 kind of stuff. This is like exactly what we should be looking for this year. So then, paradigm three, our final paradigm. And this is the least satisfying. And this is the paradigm that uh, last year uh, came into being. Uh, 
and is still the paradigm, which, depending on the type of game, it can still be very cool, but you don't have the same freedom of navigation, you don't have the same total immersion, the sense that you are completely immersed in this world. I'm telling you, you gotta look at those fucking uh, Serious Sam videos, where like, oh, I'm shooting behind me. It is fantastic. You become like Bayonetta and shit. It is unbelievable. It is so good and so much fun. It's just in intoxicating. It really is. It's very good. Um, but the third paradigm, which I regard as the least satisfying, a 3D environment with teleportation. RPG style. Meaning that instead of being able to actually use a D-pad to move myself forward, I have to actually click on the D-pad and hold it down, which launches like a little teleporter pad, and when I let go, I teleport there, or some variant of that. That is how Steam Home VR currently works. Steam Home VR, by the way, has moved me to tears in the weeks leading up to last New Year's, because I have sat there customizing my avatar, and I have started conducting Tchaikovsky's Sixth Symphony with this little puppet guy, this little magic guy, with these little, little, uh, puppet fists and like or just shadow boxing myself it is fantastic it is fantastic closed fist okay well fine that's one gesture and then you can change your gestures using the d-pad it is fantastic but to get around your virtual environments in steam home steam vr home you use a te- this same type of teleporter mechanism. Same thing with uh, games that I've played in virtual reality on Windows over the last 18 months, like uh, the pool hall game, which is a great pool hall simulator. It'd be great if I could just fucking move around the table without having to teleport. Um, But yeah, no, it, it it's a great... It doesn't work on Linux, though, so we won't even talk about that. So... Uh, analogous. The one thing about this style of control is that it's analogous in terms of 3D virtual reality, which is just crazy. Think about this. If you're as old as dirt as I am, and go back as far as I do, think about yourself in 1993 playing, um, whatever game you're playing, playing, you know, Maniac Mansion on a Commodore, on a C64 or Day of the Tentacle on C64, I can't remember what I want to say I was 13, maybe 12 and then imagining that in virtual reality so, in virtual reality (laughs) so the click and release teleportation or whatever type of teleportation it's disorienting because you can't really turn around without actually physically turning around and you have a big fucking long cable on the back of your head but it does get you from point A to point B and does enable you to interact with points of interest so that's I call it RPG style teleportation it's very analogous to point and click in terms of two-dimensional RPG games. You know, you select this point of interest, you move there in 3D, 
as if you're casting yourself uh, and you, you telepoint and appear there but you don't really necessarily um, retain the same illusion of actually having of actually still being there because that's the greatest thing about a game like Serious Sam and what Crow Team have done with their entire franchise is that you feel like you are actually in the environment. Now there are other games um, that I've played on Windows that make you feel like you're actually in the environment but they don't allow any movement at all. They require like either full standing movement or etc. which leads us to our conclusion. So long ago at the end of the first, oh man, this is kind of personal. Mm. Long ago, at the end of the first relationship of a woman who I ever wanted to marry, and I was gonna marry this woman. Her name was April. She, I loved her. I loved her. Uh, lots of things went wrong, um, and they went wrong very quickly in the wrong ways. Sorry. Not all of them were my fault. Many of them were. But not all of them were my fault. And it all all went tits up, ended in tears, fucking disaster. But long ago, at the end of April, I learned of a fantastic new way to experience a video game. And it was when I took her and my photographer when I was working for Las Vegas City Life, took her and I can't remember who the photographer was, but it was not Danny Mullahan, unfortunately. Um, but we went to the Carousel Bar and then we went to the arcade at the Circus Circus here in Las Vegas. And we went to their Midway, their Midway Arcade, which was fantastic. And we went there because, was it Scott Luciter? I can't remember. Mm, our photographer. But we went there for one reason. To experience a game that I had experienced in Boston just previously on the dime of Ted Turner, actually. Huh. Props go out to, um... Well, anyway. We did a video game poetry slam for Ted Turner in an arcade that had this game, and then we had 45 minutes to play in this arcade in Boston. Outside of Boston, actually. Um, and it was called Emergency 911 and this game had you stand on a pad and it had little cameras. This is forever ago. This is 1993, 1994 maybe. I can't even remember. Let's have another cigarette. Oh boy. But the cool thing was it allowed you, it measured, you held two guns if I remember correctly. It allowed you to dodge and dive and juke and duck and you know, blah it recorded the telemetric information of your guns and interpolated where you're where you would be inside of this first person recreation of this was arcade scale virtual reality but it wasn't in 3D you didn't see it in 3D however it did respond to everything you did which was fantastic it was amazing and so April and I and and uh, our and my photographer at the time went down there um, to uh, 
That was the end of April and I. But anyway, I'm a dirty cop with nothing left to lose. And I was there in a suit and my I'm shooting my cuffs into the wind and I am juking and dodging like it's the Matrix and it was the future. Then, later on, I want to say it was later after this, my good friend and I, Frank Cifaldi, were covering an E3 and we went to uh, an arcade outside of L.A., where we experienced, once again, arcade-style, pseudo-virtual reality, where we had control surfaces that actually put our movements inside of a video game, which was so cool, and we played a samurai sword game for five fucking hours in a Nickelodeon, and it was incredible. And we came away from that entire experience dizzied, and that had to have been 2003. That was probably before what happened with me and emergency 911. Somewhere in the interim, Frank Cifaldi, good friend of mine, Frank Cifaldi, one of my best friends, um, though seas between us broad have roared, always one of my good friends. Uh, he's moved on to become a respectable games journalist, whereas I have moved on to continue this podcast, uh, more or less, and to drink copious amounts of whiskey. Um, Frank Zafal, I so I don't I don't wish to impugn his reputation by including him by name in this podcast, but ah, proud to proud to have known him, um, and ever a good friend and a fantastic game critic. But Frank and I spent weeks after we got through with our coverage of E three, and I got through with doing my fucking TV appearances for oh god what was the name of that network G4 anyway months later we were still talking about this samurai sword game that interposed your actual movements with a fucking digital samurai sword just all white you know blah this shit seems rudimentary now but anyway, we were still so enchanted with it that we began working on a a game every night at the bar. Pretty much every night at the bar for weeks that we were calling Akimbo because we could see the technology as my old theory professor D. Goss Nelson used to say, we're coming up to the dust on the horizon. Well, we could see the dust on the horizon back then in 2003, 2004 that soon the technology would be available where we would be able to have a game in which the player, and we we thought of it as an arcade scale game, but eventually the Wii came out and um, now we have this where the player could actually independently manage two different um, firearms, one in each hand, and be able to manage their reloading and their firing and their aiming independent of one another. We thought, yes, we knew this was pie in the sky, but we knew that it was coming. We knew that the technology that would enable it was coming. So, from arcade-scale immersion and our dreams of a game which we call the Kimbo, we spent weeks thinking about it. We bought books about firearms because we really didn't know that much about actual pistols because, I mean, you know, that's, like, ideally what you would want. Um, 
All of that shit is now rendered old news. It's old. Those dreams are so old, they're printed in newsprint. Old news via the, you know, via the advent of legitimate home virtual reality, which is what at least Linux users have finally seen over the last, since April of last year. Um, and what we, what this podcast has only really finally seen and fully realized as of the last, you know, month of this last year of 2017, um, via the HTC Vive. So what I'm saying is for 2018, now the real challenge is how to create the same dynamic immersive environments and challenges that the Serious Sam re-releases portend you know, freely traversable, shoot behind you, shoot underneath your armpits, turn around in your desk, in your, in your desk chair without getting wrapped up in a cable, which you don't, which does not happen in Serious Sam because you're allowed to use the D-pad, which is fantastic, to turn your actual, you know, transform your actual geometric orientation, the actual, which way is my, am I facing? Um, all of those dreams are now not just possible, but they are absolutely fucking, that's what we should be doing this year, and that is what I expect to see happen this year. That and the lowering of cost of virtual reality headsets and uh, control sticks, because these types of control sticks, the HTC Vive relies on two base stations, which are which kind of cross each other at a diagonal, more or less. They face each other at a diagonal um, with you in the middle. I don't want to have to stand up. I do Tai Chi these days. I don't want to have to stand up to play a video game. I do, and I don't want to have to turn around 360 degrees to actually, you know, because that doesn't work because the cable's too long. Serious Sam is... The Crow, Crow team has come up with the best compromise. What I look forward to this year is for Linux developers developers who have favored Linux with, you know, first rate citizen status to add these types of sensibilities and capabilities to their first person shooters to their RPG games to their um, space uh, simulation games to their flight simulators. That is what I hope we are looking forwards to uh, in terms of gaming on Linux this year in terms of virtual reality. Thanks. Uh, that's all I got. Ivor, you got anything to say, Ivor, before you pack up your bags? Uh, Ivor's, Ivor's already gone. So, um, I and once again, I'm very sorry about our Game of the Year awards. It's very shameful that that happened. And that had to have hap- that had to have happened at such an important and prestigious moment in our um, release schedule because you know really our game of the year awards are a big deal so to that end I will oh shit we don't even have notes we were so drunk it was very bad but go back and listen to it it's cringeworthy uh, and pretty hilarious, but uh, if 
If you can tolerate it, check it out. Thank you so much for listening to us. I hope to spend the rest of this year with all of you, my friends and neighbors and fellow Linux and free and open source software enthusiasts, virtual reality enthusiasts, old school side-scrolling platformer enthusiasts. This is your host, Seth Fingers Flynn Barkin, a.k.a. Skooky Sprite, wishing you the best the happiest and healthiest new year for you and yours uh, www.bestlinuxgames.com and don't forget to check out twitch.tv forward slash skooky sprite s-k-o-o-k-i-e-s-p-r-i-t-e where we stream all the time I mean we stream every day uh, yeah at least for the last week we have been we we stream all the time and check out our friend Joe Jokimon Kendall Joe Bass belong to us you can get to him through our Twitch page um and you can you too can stream live to the interwebs using your Linux box like a full first class citizen using OBS open broadcaster software oh my god it is so awesome uh, via Twitch and uh, look like a fucking super pro and a super champ and that is what I am looking forward to this year across the board for Linux in terms of Linux gaming and don't let the microcode Intel microcode thing blow your mind um, anyone who's been looking at uh, microcode uh, updates for their processors under Debian over the last year or so has noticed there's been some fucking janky problems with it um up you know in the immortal words of the great Alan Jude patch your shit motherfuckers cheers thanks for listening I will see you next week that's a wrap four or five times a good idea four or five times hi there there is delight in doing things right four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go, yada yada yo, four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada e. Four or five times. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die.
now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.